So what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is The David Spizak Show. is that as all of these are converging to create negative implications for both consumers and dealers, F&I departments are also getting adversely impacted. How? Well, let's start with the reality that not too long ago, every new car sold at or above MSRP and every used car sold were far higher than their normal prices as well. That created a much higher than previously seen initial loan balance when people purchase cars. And that in turn delivered a much higher average loan reserve for dealerships. That's no more. The reality is, is that very few models at this point, as uh, when you look at the entire industry, are being sold for over MSRP uh, or even at MSRP. That reality is resulting uh, in a decline in the average reserve that dealerships are earning uh, on each of those deals. And those results um, have been in lockstep with decreasing new and used car prices and margins as well. Second thing to look at is interest rates. In January 2022, not long ago, the average loan interest rate was 3.94%. Today, rates look like this. So for example, if you have the highest credit score, 750 or higher, if you're at the highest tier, a new car loan might be around 13%. The used car loan is going to be a little bit higher than that. If you drop down to a 700 to 749, new car loans are at 14.09, used car loans at about 14 and a half. 600 to 699, now we're up to 17% and beyond. The average interest rate on a new car right now is 9.7% and around 13.6% on used cars. Now, higher rates mean three things, at least for an F&I department. Number one is smaller reserve margins. Why? Well, as these rates go higher and higher, it becomes less and less affordable for our consumers to get into vehicles. And that applies more pressure on us at the dealership to do two things, reduce the price of the car that the OEMs aren't doing. So that means we have to take less margin. We also are going to have to reduce the margin that we have in the interest rate itself. And that means that we're going to go from making significant reserves to very small reserves. The second thing is it's resulting in lower product penetration sales. Why? Well, simple. As the payments go higher, perhaps the average customer can't afford to add the things on that they really would love to add on. Things like maintenance programs, tire and wheel protection, service contracts, and other protection programs, windshield protection, things of that nature. And third, we're seeing more cash deals than we ever have before. And here's why. The reality is people before when interest rates were 3%, 4%, 5%, they felt a high degree of certainty that that was going to be a fair interest rate. And by the way, that the interest rate was low enough that it actually helped them buy that car, meaning 
They paid a lower interest rate than they probably had at some point in the past, and that allowed them to buy a car. If people were leasing and were on special programs through the OEM, because we had very compelling leasing and financing programs back then from the OEM in 2019 back to 2008, you know, somebody could have went out and bought a $100,000 vehicle, but had the payment equivalent of a $60,000 vehicle. Now that's inverted. They might be buying a $100,000 vehicle and it's the payment of what used to be a $150,000 plus vehicle. Now, here's the truth about people that are paying cash. They're really not paying cash at all. They're not going down to their bank and withdrawing money from their savings account and then bringing it down in a bag, paper bag, and saying, here's the money for my newer used car. What they're typically doing is just simply finding the cash to buy their car from a different source. It may be their own bank, a regional bank, a credit union, maybe a home equity line, or anything else that poses a big challenge for a dealership's F&I department and their dealerships as well. Why? Well, the fact is their clients are far more likely to buy the protection plans that they really want and really need for their car when they can finance or lease through the dealer. Those programs, those optional programs like windshield protection, tire and wheel protection, maintenance, key protection, and other things. By the way, you think key protection, what's a big deal? Well, have you seen the price of a new car key these days? It could be 200, 250, 300 bucks or higher. But they can't necessarily do that when they go get to their credit union, their own bank. They're often constrained by their lenders who put a max on how much they're willing to lend. Or perhaps those lenders want to sell the products that they have. But the problem is those products, while they create additional profitability for those credit unions and local banks, they're not, they come at a price for the client. They're not the same. They aren't selling manufacturer-backed service contracts, manufacturer-backed and approved maintenance programs and other programs. And that could be terrible for the ownership experience. The other issue is that when clients don't finance or lease through the dealer, they also are not nearly as likely to get the same level of ownership experience near or at the end of their term. Dealers and their OEM lenders do an absolutely great job of staying in touch and getting in touch with their clients as they near the end of their term. They ex- always explain their options. For example, on a lease, you can keep the lease. You can extend the lease, perhaps. You can buy the car outright. You can convert it to a certified pre-owned. So they explain these options. They guide them through whatever option they choose. With an outside lender or credit union, that's just simply not going to happen. And those are bad implications for dealers because it has implications on their ability to retain that client. And there are other other negative implications for dealers as well. And I'm not going to go into those in great detail because truth be told, I'm going to do another episode that goes into much greater depth. Why? Because it matters. It's important. But from a high level, I can tell you there's everything from F&I, manager comp, overall variable compensation, product profitability, the average product sales, uh, reinsurance issues, and other things as well. The bottom line is here is that 
It's based on the reality that while most dealers, this is interesting, when I got in the business in 1981, you know, most dealers didn't have an F&I department. And my job was to actually implement F&I departments for dealers that didn't have them. Um, the truth is back then, most dealers, certainly their managers and their salespeople were pushing back in a big way. They were scared to death of adding an F&I manager. They thought for sure these, these F&I managers would screw up the deal and the customers would go running out of the dealership and it would cost them business. But thank God that dealers did end up embracing and adopting F&I departments. Why? Because the reality is, is that most, if not all, uh, new car departments, sales departments, pre-pandemic were not profitable without F&I income. Now, I believe that OEMs, both the new entries uh, and the traditional ones, would love to take a piece of the F&I pie uh, because they want to ex- expand their profit margins and increase their level of direct contact with their dealer partner's customer base. On top of everything else, giving them more control and allowing them to expand their, the amount of profitability they're able to get, it could also lead to subscription income for those OEMs as well. It'll be interesting to see how things play out in the F&I arena, but I know this for a fact. Now is the time to up-level the training and preparation of your F&I team. If you're seeing more and more and more cash deals, higher percentages of cash deals, which by the way are typically 40, 50, 60, 70% or more lower on a PVR basis than a finance or lease deal, we got to do something about it. The reality is, our F&I managers are oftentimes trying to do the best job they can. But when they see a cash deal, there's no doubt in my brain. They just simply today aren't equipped with the level of training or experience to be able to handle that, to convert some of those cash deals into financing or leasing with your dealership, even though it's a tremendous benefit to that customer. If they don't have the experience, they don't have the confidence They don't have the processes in place. They're not going to do it. And if you don't believe me, please look one year ago at the percentage of cash deals you had and what the average PVR you had, your average reserve, and look at what it is today. I'm willing to bet in almost every dealer in the country, as the cash deals have gone up, the reserve has gone down, Product penetrations have suffered and overall PVRs have gone down as well. We need to up-level. We need to give these guys the tools they need. Now is also the time to dig deeper into your numbers so you can gain a greater understanding of the implications of what's going on right now. This will also tell you in all likelihood where your dealership is heading. You can literally see the trajectory of your F&I department. Why is it a big deal? Because a greater percentage of F&I gross profit goes to your bottom line than any other department. No matter how many additional used cars, new cars you sell, how many additional cars you service, there is no way that you could mitigate for the loss of F&I income at the same level. You just can't keep up. This will allow you, by having a greater understanding, to optimize your results right now, today, And maybe more importantly, as you move forward towards the end of 2023 into 2024 and beyond. 
And if you need help, if you want to learn more, reach out to me. Go to www.davidspizak.com. Why? You'll find my contact information there. We can connect. I'd be more than happy to address any questions you may have, and I can absolutely help you like I've helped hundreds, thousands of other dealerships. You'll also find more episodes like this. So I want to thank you for taking the time to join me today. Please subscribe, download, and share this episode if you'd be so kind. I also also really appreciate the reviews that people leave. So if you'd be kind enough to do that, thanks so much for that as well. Wishing you all the best and look forward to seeing you next time on the Davis Bezak Show. listening to the david spizak show if you haven't yet please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now i look forward to having you back in the room where it happens we'll be right back.